Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the Nurse Podcast number 609. I will be doing stand-ups this weekend, December 11th to 13th, 2014 at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. Uh, if you go to cobbscomedyclub.com, you can get tickets to that. And then the Fun Comfortable Tour starts mid-January in a wide variety of cities. So far, 16 and all, but there will be more added. Um, second shows have been added in Portland, Seattle, Boston. Uh, and there's a bunch more cities that uh, second shows will be added there, too. So go to funcomfortabletour.com to get uh, tickets and info on that. Uh, this young lad who's on the podcast today, I think he's going to make something of himself. Um, this is uh, Will Wheaton's return to the Nerdist Podcast. I don't know if this is the third or fourth time he's been on. But anyway, all the times. I mean, honestly, the first time Will was ever on the podcast when we were at Smod Castle a few years ago uh, definitely is that that goes in the books as one of my top ten favorite podcasts of all time. And every time Will's on, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's just like he could be one of us on the podcast. He could just be part of part of the crew on every episode. But uh, I adore this man. Uh, we have a little. We have our nerdy little bromance because we've been friends since we were teenagers. Uh, some people think it's adorable. Other people might be annoyed at how much we adore each other. But to them, I say, fuck thyself because I'm not ashamed for how much I love my good friend Will Wheaton, who uh, has a great series on the Geek and Sundry uh, YouTube channel called Tabletop, uh, which is a bunch of people just get together and play a different tabletop game. I've done it. A lot of people that you know and enjoy have done it. So go watch or follow at Will W on Twitter or It's Will Wheaton on Instagram now. And uh, here's the Nurse Podcast number 609. And this one, we get into some good uh, geek nerd debates, which I think... So you can blow up the comment sections on the Nerdist website with how you side. After the Nerdist Podcast, number 609... With the wonderful Will Wheaton. Now entering Nerdist.com. We're we done. It? We did it. It was great. Oh, it was Best one yet. Great we won a potty. Did you brought in Star Trek Next Gen? 
I know. I get, those, uh, are, the, those are gifts for me to match. To, uh, uh, he gets sent some, and he doesn't need two of everything. So he was like, you know, who'd appreciate this? Matt Myra. He likes a high definition and Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, and yeah. and, and in, fa- in fact, I, it occurred to me. I was recording my own podcast today, yes. which I haven't released and probably won't, because um, I like to spend an hour making a thing and then go, oh, this is crap. Um, <laughs> you know, that's uh, really the best part of the creative process. It really is, yeah. Is shitting on yourself. Yeah, it is. Um, and I said, I actually said into my microphone, Matt, I know a lot of people who like Star Trek, and no one I know likes Star Trek more than Matt Myra. Oh, my God. That's Matt the nicest like thing I've ever said. Super Star Trek fan number one. So uh, I took some screen caps the other day. I was going to make a thing on Imager. Uh, yeah. And it goes like this. <laughs> Sick beard, bro. Thanks. You'll never have one of these. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and then a shot of you now. <laughs> I don't know why. That's my you favorite thing you haven't made. Why haven't you just like emailed this over to someone at Nerdist? Don't you have a graphics that? department that can do that for you? Yeah, but I, it's fun if I get if I do it myself. Yeah, but I love you that. just don't have time. I want it to exist. I know I don't. I'll make it. I've, so far, I've seen you I show really... it to people twice on your phone, and I'm like, every time, why does this well, exist? Well, because I like IRL interneting. I'm going to go around sure. to every person online and show them. <laughs> hey, wouldn't this be a meme, guys? Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Chris Hardwick's Wouldn't This Be a Meme, guys? <laughs> and you're going to walk up to somebody, you're going to pull out your phone, and the guy's going to go, can you just fuck TLDR? Yeah, <laughs> just give me the fucking TLDR. <laughs> Are you just thinking a series of images? Series of, of vertically stacked yeah. images. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That, you, yeah. that you scroll I down. So. Or, or I, I, could do, I, could, I could do a diptych and do a four panel Instagram one. Yeah, no, I think no, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think formatting it for Tumblr in the scroll down way yeah. is. That's the way to go. Or I could do the GIF and put it on Instagram. You could. But it works Please better it, on Imager. If you do make it a GIF, you make it... GIF! I know you're going to say that, Will. Oh, we're going to have this fight? But you're still wrong, Will. Uh, Listen, just because two of you outnumber me doesn't make you right. <laughs> well, but the guy who created the... I don't give a shit. It. Yeah, he's not a linguist. Yeah, he's not a linguist. And that's what I said. I believe I said it to you. In the first 30 seconds of this podcast, we've just created a fucking like Braveheart war. Yes. No, I understand. People. I understand. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to go tell my good friend, Geoffrey the Giraffe, <laughs> uh-huh. that he's pronouncing the G in his What, what is the storage capacity on your phone? Oh, lots. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what is it? Oh, it's uh, how many me- gigabytes? Oh, is many, it? many hundreds of thousands of megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not megabytes. No, no. Okay. I'd say I'd say it's probably it's probably like points, point, like point six four terabytes. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> oh God, you fucking nerds. <laughs> This uh, one. I uh, wish I needed. I wish I had an IRL meme. Like I get, you just have to. Sometimes you have to take the lexicon's way of saying it and, and appropriate it uh, to being fact. Oh, that's the whitest thing you've ever said. I know, but I just feel like if the people have voted, which we have. <laughs> In this room. In this general election. <laughs> no, you should have... Uh, more of your supporters should have come out to vote. <laughs> let you know that we stay at home during the midterms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really pushed the GIF initiative. <laughs> I was uh, cold calling people. Uh, 
Hello, ma'am. Uh, how do you feel about moving images on the internet? I just want to say that you're the governor of wrong. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, what I don't like is people that make gifts and uh, they break it up. They don't need to break it up. You know, when you see like a da- like you now, see a, I'm a you nerd. See a a gift Will identifies down. as a jeek. <laughs> 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 Stop trying to fucking pigeonhole pigeon me. Shit, that's the right way to I say that, G. Stop trying to pigeonhole me. <laughs> I love a good pigeon a blanket. So good. So good. <laughs> oh, there's no one in the world that this is as funny to as the four of us. <laughs> this is a peek inside a box you wish you hadn't looked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what's in there. Oh, this is a good really, I'm really glad I didn't. I don't think I've seen the. Uh, is that an EKG? Uh, uh, yeah, this is Anne's heartbeat. Oh, you fucking adorable asshole! I know. Why would you do that? I know. Will's got an EKG tattoo of his arm. What if it wasn't because he loves his wife so much? He was just a big fan of the Don Johnson song, Heartbeat. <laughs> wow. That's a deep pull. Wow, what a great pull that is. I think Don Johnson would be like, what I do now? I did now. What now? What's that? I don't remember. Don't you kids don't remember Heartbeat? I remember that it existed, but yeah. fortunately I don't remember, I remember oh, anything I remember about it. it. I don't know why I remember it, but I, I do. love Don Johnson. That's Good. It's really good. <laughs> uh, anybody who cares and wants to know the story, um, I wrote I wrote a blog about it called um, "Welcome to My Life Tattoo," and uh, and then I have a little picture of Hervé Villachez, and I'm like, no, not this tattoo. Different tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he came to my garage sale when I was a little boy because he lived in Shadow no Hills and shit. I lived in Sunland. Are you serious? Yeah, he was wow. just there for a very short time. I remember having a garage sale once when I was when I was really young, and someone like haggling over 50 cents. Oh, yeah. They're the thing. worst. Garage like, sales are the like, fucking worst. In uh, the to, 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 to throw yeah. one. Uh-huh. To like yeah. put one on is to throw a garage sale. <laughs> to put on a garage sale is the worst because people show up like right when it starts and they're super rude. Yeah. And you're yeah. just... Or, or you're like, okay, please don't come before 7 a.m. because I'm a human being and I need until 7 a.m. to get started. 6 o'clock, someone's on the, on the lawn. Yeah. Like picking, picking through the stuff before you've even pulled this it out. This is dumb. Your stuff is dumb. Your life is stupid. Yeah. I don't want to purchase any of your things. Yeah. Well, when we moved, Dory wanted to have a yard sale. I was like, this is not something. Why would you want to sell your I yard? To- yeah. Whoa, yeah. Nailed it. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. That was I good. Go have dinner now. Good work, everybody. <laughs> we really did it. We really did it. Yeah. All right. We yeah, but really I, would like pre- this- I, I just don't like the idea of a yard sale. I don't want my stuff. I don't want my wares out there. Right. Like my, what? What were you selling? Like it would have been like a bunch of bullshit I threw out, some like computer uh, stuff or video computer games. Stuff, video games. <laughs> some guitars. Some guitars. How many guitars did you have? Oh, so many, Chris. I had twenty six guitars. How's when that? I ju- moved. The, the last time we hung out together, you yeah. were driving down to San Diego to and get a guitar. How did it work out? In my head. You mean San Diego? Hit, San Diego. <laughs> as I hit the traffic on the five coming back. Right when I was like, you should All take the train. All I heard was Will Wheaton in my head going, "You gonna take the train? You should take the train. You taking the train? You should take the train. You should really take the train." You should have to train, 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 and, take, uh, take, should, 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 train, train, train. The train. I'll tell you the way to travel to San Diego. Oh, on the train? Goes. No, on Private I'm, I'm jet. Really? Yeah, I did a corporate gig. You're taking gig private jets now? I did a corporate gig in San Diego 
and and just like went to Van Nuys Airport and just twenty minutes in San Diego, got out of the gig at nine thirty, was in my bed by eleven o'clock. Wow! It was wow. spectacular. In a in a corporate jet, mm-hmm. is it true that you get a hand job in the corporate jet? Well, just the the the, the air is so rare and superior yeah. that it actually just forces the. The come out of your balls. Uh, oh, pardon my French. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was English. Is it English? Yeah. I thought that was French. No, French is le com. Oh, okay. Le com and le balls. Le balls. Le com, le com. <laughs> no, tattoo. Not, not now. Not, no. Le com. No, no see, that was a problem with tattoo. And that's why they had to put le him on an com. island. Is he, would just, he would just burst into spontaneous orgasm at, at any time. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. He just could not contain it. Mr. Bond, le com. And so they basically. Retrained him, and every time he says "plane," he's actually coming. <laughs> uh, he was gonna be—he was going to be um, Space Ghost sidekick on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. What really? He killed himself. And, oh, wait, he killed himself? I thought he—I thought he died from not killing himself. No, no, he—he he killed himself. Did Aww. he really? Yeah. You really brought it down, Matt Myra. I, didn't I mean, mean now to. I, feel bad. I just I'm okay making fun of someone who killed themselves, but you guys apparently aren't. No. Yeah, you just dragged us into your into the Myra Meyer. Oh, oh I love no. it in here. This podcast is four this podcast minutes is long. One minute long. <laughs> just enjoy your burrito and it's this a podcast gift. is nine six words long. <laughs> Song is just six words long. That was seven words though. And I always meant to ask Weird Al about that. Is that true? Mm-hmm. It is seven, huh? Yeah. This song is just six words long. That is seven Although, words. Although, I got my mindset on you. Also seven words. Hmm. <clears throat> That's interesting. I wonder if you, like, drop, maybe, uh, I don't know, we're going we, to. We've decided that is doesn't count. Weird out. Di- dynamic scoring. Now we need to put Weird Al before the Kryptonian Council. <laughs> <laughs> and then banish him to the Phantom Zone. Oh, poor Weird Al. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Um, what say you, Gorel? <laughs> General Zod. <laughs> I like this game. It's a fun game. How many different words? I'm just no. I'm just thinking of. Don't you cross your arms in front of your LLP vest like that, uh, guys? It's J Crew. Oh, oh. So it goes with anything J Crew has made, even if it completely clashes. So they're like geranimals <laughs> for adults. I was just well. Listen, I, I I went with the vest because I thought it would keep me warm, and then because uh, Matt doesn't understand how vests work, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this whole thing uh, with uh, your arms getting cold. My tits is... feel great. My arms, not so much. The and vest is the dumbest thing in the world. It doesn't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you really think about it. Because your, your extremities get cold, get cold first. You. Well, it's, it's but they're like shorts for your torso. They're, tor- they're torso shorts. shorts. Okay. If a vest had been marketed to me as torso shorts, I would have a closet <laughs> full of them. <laughs> How can you not well, maybe, own torso well, maybe shorts? Maybe performance torso, torso shorts. <laughs> right now, rush to your computers. We need to get torso shorts trending. The people need to be told. <laughs> Hashtag torso shorts. <laughs> if you think it's a great idea, tweet at Nerdist and at Will W with. Hashtag torso shorts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out of it. Uh, we For Thanksgiving, a, a handful of people came over. My mom, who lives in town, made dinner. And then she had two of her friends with her. And um, my friend uh, Matt 
brought over different Matt brought over Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, and so you played with your mom. I did, and so I was, was like, your "Mom, super dirty." Well, here's what happened before the game. I was like, "Mom, this game's kind of offensive." If you don't want to, and she was like, "Well, you know, we'll stay. That's okay." It was shocking. So, like something really, ho- like some really, really horrible card would get laid down. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was your mom. And my mom would be like, <laughs> "I put down bigger, blacker dick." <laughs> But it was so fucking funny, like watching how joyful and it. What does the, does the podcast audience like? Do they know your mom? Like, I mean, do they know like because because the people who don't know, like your mom is so sweet and so tiny, tiny, and, yeah, and just like effusive and joyful. Not the plain, the plain tiny, and, but she's tiny, and, and she's also mm, you know somewhat conservative, and yeah. it's this Italian Catholic mom, yeah, and. Uh, but watching her like unleash the Fuhrer, not the Fuhrer. <laughs> <laughs> unleash. Who put down the Fuhrer? <laughs> I did. Oh no! Oh, this is a Nazi Ouija board. How do we not know? Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, uh, but watching her unleash the 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 fury of uh, of uh, Cards Against Humanity, which the, I mean. There was a whole other layer of genius that I realized about that game, which is, of course, when you're with your friends, it's funny. But what it does for people who aren't normally filthy is that it gives them 100% permission and and to take no responsibility but to to be able to to do that. Uh, And it was so much fun playing. I've never played. That's awesome. You haven't? Game's great. Yeah, it's really fun. (laughs) <laughs> I saw on the internet today on the stupid fucking Black Friday, which I hate. Yeah. Like I hate like the most American thing in the world is inventing a shopping holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Cards Against Humanity said like to increase your savings on Cards Against Humanity on Black Friday, we're completely removing it from the store. It's not for sale, so you can't <laughs> spend money on it. But what we will do is, if you send us like six dollars or twelve dollars, we will send you a literal box of bullshit. <laughs> there is actual bullshit in this box. This is what you are getting. A cardboard box with a piece of shit from a bull in it. That's what you're getting. That's, so, of course, I ordered one. Did you yeah. get it? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it... <laughs> I'm going to give it to my sister for Christmas. Are you going to give it to Amy? <laughs> How are you going <clears> to... <throat> I'm just going to give it to her. I'm like, just Here, some I bullshit you, I found I for you. Some holiday bullshit. Yes. Um... But there are these people online who are all super angry that are like, I didn't know I was going to get bullshit. It says on the fucking page you're getting bullshit. How dare you be yeah. literal? I thought you were being colloquial. <laughs> I, did, I thought, you know what, bullshit. I thought you meant like, you know, a, an awesome thing. By the way, Cards Against Humanity should market Bigger Blacker Friday. I don't know why they don't do that. <laughs> I don't know how the game works. It's, it's basically like... it's Okay, so this is what happens is that a card gets put down. And it'll say something Check like... Check out Tabletop. And, and, and it says, it is on Tabletop. It's on this year. We did an episode called Tabletop so After Dark. something like, my, you know, my... It, there's usually a fill-in-the-blank game. Okay. My, soup, my, my, my mutant power is blank. And oh, then so you'll get a card that says you have a you have a needs to be. You have... You have rather, yeah, the black yeah. card has the basically the, ga- the phrase or the question. Okay. And the fill-in-the-blank. And then everyone has a handful of cards. And then you put down whichever one you think will... Uh, I essentially be the funniest reply the most to the person who's judging, who's the person who put the card down. So everyone puts their cards uh, face down, 
and they then get mixed up, mixed up, and then the the person who put the black card down reads, "My mutant power is a uh, bigger, blacker dick, gorilla my, or gorilla my, taint." My, yeah, yeah. My, my mutant power is a sad hand job. My mutant power is the Virginia Tech massacre. Like those are those are all cards in the. But game. it re, but the game, but it really gets dark. And the darker it gets, the funnier the funnier it is. The whole point of that game is to just be awful and terrible. And uh, right up my alley, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's I, I have a really Cards Against of... Humanity uh, or just Matt Myra's Soul. Oh, uh, I love another this. Name yeah. for the, another name for the game. Yeah. Listen, you were both as as joyful as I were when we were in Disney and talking to the nice lady. That was me. so much fun. <laughs> that, was, that was the best. And uh, I think that we really elevated the experience of, of, that, of that day to an area that I don't think anyone expected it could possibly happen. So I just to just to be a, just to be fun, just to be right. a spoiled asshole and alienate everyone, um, <clears throat> because I do a lot of I do a lot of uh, stuff for Disney panels and stuff. Uh, I just this year I was like, hey, my birthday's in November. Can I get one of those <clears throat> snazzy tour guides? Because you get a tour guide at Disney, and they basically you hop all the lines, and it, you're with a group of people, and it, it's basically just a an enhanced Disney experience. But there's also, I mean. Excuse me. There's 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 also very much like for somebody like you, you're on TV almost every day. <laughs> this is true. And if, why'd you say it like that, you, Chris? It, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Matt, please don't address me unless I address you first. <laughs> and, and if you tried to go to Disneyland without somebody to kind of like keep an eye out, you probably wouldn't be able to have a good time. It would be you would probably just get mobbed because I've I've been with you when someone's like, "Holy shit, that's Chris Hardwick!" Well, but that never bothers me. It just, no, no, I know it doesn't bother you, but it can stop you. That which because is what, then another person is like, "Holy shit, that's Chris Hardwick!" Which is and what I'm what, like. Why is there a line, and why am I taking all these pictures of Chris with all these people? By the way, there's just as many whole fuck it's Will Wheatons, and and that was our whole experience going to Disneyland when we were like 17 years old. Ah, uh, yes, the foot's on the other hand now. <laughs> Wait, the foot, the hand, the the. The, the torso shorts. Yes, the, the torso shorts are on the other vest now. <laughs> the torso shorts are on the other <laughs> extremity. Um, but it, so it is. It is sort of helpful and a, but a fun way to kind of expedite the process. And let's be honest, it's just fun to skip lines. And I know that makes you. I feel like that. I mean, yes, I, I makes me feel like a dick, but not enough of a dick that I wouldn't do it if it were the opportunity were offered to me. And I and I go anyway without that, but it was my birthday, and so we took a group of people, That's and it was amazing. You guys and my friend April Richardson, who I love, and Allie Ward, mm-hmm. who's hilarious, and Ann Wheaton, who's amazing, and my assistant Michelle, and my friend Sean, uh, uh, who cuts my hair, and we had such an amazing time. It was, and the, we had a really great tour guide too. She was you, awesome. Wait, check this out, podcast audience. There was a dude who's like, he's probably six hundred years old, and. <laughs> We had started this working guy, at Disneyland in, I believe he said... He said 63, right? Yeah, 1963, and he still works at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, he literally had the key to Disneyland. Like, normally when you go to Disneyland, you go through a, through a turnstile... We walked up to a gate that's all closed up and locked, right? Like, like the like a you know like 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 in Scooby Doo, you know, right. like the big old padlock. Yeah. Do not enter. And this guy walks up and he's like, "Hold on!" And he pulls out like just a regular keychain. I kind of wanted it to be like a big skeleton key, <laughs> you know, but like the but the base of the key would be shaped like a Mickey Mouse head, right? And he's like, "I got this." Turn, unlock, opens up the gate, and Matt and I were like. That guy's got the key to Disneyland. <laughs> and then he would like disappear. He'd disappear behind we, you and show up in front of you. Yeah, and then we would turn around and like, boom, there he is. 
And we're all pretty sure that he was a CIA bag man like, at some point. It was amazing. In time. Like he was like a holographic. Like projection. maybe he got to go work at Disneyland because he spent some time on a grassy knoll. I'm not saying that's one. <laughs> he was amazing. It, it, I almost kind of feel like he'd be like, as long as I'm an employee here, I can't die. Like it was one of those. Because <laughs> we went up the descended from Sarah Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, this room's confusing. It doesn't go anywhere. No, no, you're just in line for Roger Rabbit. Oh, because we. Because we went up, we went up, we decided to go on It's a Small World, which was, which, because, uh, who hadn't been there? My friend April had April had never, never been, been to Disneyland. Disneyland. She's also one of the funniest people I know. And she, so I thought it was like, well, we have to take her on Small World just to see what that's like. Because it was a holiday. Yeah. And so, um, we started to go up this one way that, you know, it was like, it's the exit or whatever. And the person who was manning the entrance was like, "You can't go that way. You can't go that way." And this guy was like, "Don't listen to them." Like there was, and there was nothing. <laughs> and then the other, and then the person at the front just disappeared. It was gone. No, it was that was like, and you know what happened? A new doll showed up, and it's a small <laughs> world. <laughs> oh no! Every person this guy murders <laughs> just, just turn, gets turned there. into a doll. If you look close at some of them, they're weeping while they sing. So here's the bullshit thing that happened: is that we we go we go in right at dusk, and we get out right when it's here's about to be bullshit. dark. <laughs> and you can package no, this, this holiday great. bullshit and send it to this your sister. So, this is really funny. So Myra and I are taking video, like we're trying to take video of the moment that all of the lights come on on It's a Small World, which is the, yeah, probably the like, most spectacular so like, I mean, thing yeah, about Small like, World. During, just during the regular regular year, it's real pretty. It lights up. It's really neat. But during the holidays, they fill it. They cover it with Christmas lights. Like and, Christmas and, with the cranks and, over there. So yeah, we're, we're yeah. standing there holding our phones, taking, I mean, it's like several minutes of video trying to capture this moment. And Matt puts his phone in front of my phone and goes... Hey, wouldn't it be funny if I totally sniped this from you? And right as he does that, the lights come on, and I miss it, and I catch a tiny glimpse of his phone catching the fucking lights, and then just and then just like this cackle. <laughs> and I was I was over I was behind you over your shoulder watching that happen. And as you, I thought as those phones came together, I was like, I know what happens. I've seen this in too many wacky comedy. It could not have been planned any better. You were cousin Eddie. Uh, Oh, man, you were... We have fun. We're terrific. It was fun, though. That was such a great day, and our guide was super awesome. And, and um... she she endured. She was really, really cool and was, like, you yeah. know, sort of, like, giving us backstage, behind-the-scenes stuff. I didn't know there was a there like was a that. pet cemetery behind Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not that allowed was to go amazing. up there. I yeah. love that, too. And that guy who worked at the Haunted Mansion came over to, like, tell us that we couldn't be but there. But he came over and then, this, like... Excuse me. Excuse me. And then we just... Do you need help? We just part, and, and then like, you see no, we got our tour guide with the plaid vest. He's like, okay. And then he could uncontrollably shot himself. Yeah, it was and weird. they buried him in the it pet cemetery. And a new ghost a showed new up ghost. in the graveyard <laughs> that took a ride home with you at the yeah, end. That's right. Now, uh, but she, she, so we were, we were trying to get around. Like there was a parade going to happen. And we were back like by Toontown, which, if you're not familiar with Disneyland, is sort of like in the very far back. It's like as far away from everything else in Disneyland as things can be. And we were on our way to. I think we were going to the Haunted Mansion, right? We yeah. were going to that part of the, the, yeah. the park. and uh, It's basically the Reseda of Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, boy. 
Yeah, it really. It's no, almost it's, no. It's the Northridge. It's the Northridge of yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, it's the border of Northridge and North Hills. Yeah, yeah, because it's just for some local references. Uh, Toontown's out at the where the four hundred five meets the one eighteen. Oh, oh yeah, it's way man, out there, it's way out there. Yeah. So we're gonna get on the train and ride the train around to get past <laughs> like all this this traffic, and the train is full because everybody else has that idea. It's a good idea, uh, but this one particular train is pulling this super fancy train car. Um, it's like a Pullman car or whatever. And, uh, all day long, Matt and I had been asking our guide, Hey, could you make, could you like just quickly reconstruct and reopen the skyway to Tomorrowland for us? <laughs> can, you, like, can you bring the people mover back? I wanted hey, to see you know, America sing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> so we had just been doing stupid stuff like that all day. So, so then one of us said, Hey, can you, can, could you make it happen for us to ride in yeah. that in that car? And we'd just been joking about this all day, and she was in on it. It was very funny. She was like, actually, I might be able to do that, but this used to be open to Club 33 people, and they like kind of trashed it and kind of ruined it. Club 33 <laughs> is like some the weird Masonic cult that yeah. you get to be in uh, if you have a lot of money and has a lot of influence. And, yeah, it's there's like a long waiting list, yeah. and, and it's a, ex- it's a it's lot very of money. expensive. And I've, I've I've eaten in there, not very good. And <laughs> uh, this, this, so we're like, can we get in there? We promise we won't. We won't. Mess Will's it the up. one who said it wasn't very good, Walt. Uh, so don't actually, let him what? into Club Thirty Three. I'm sure the food is amazing. You should let me in there. Someone who will really appreciate it. Haven't yeah, you had Walt. enough special Disney treatment? No, you entitled I want monster. More. I want more. <laughs> okay, Veruca. I want more Disney treatment. <laughs> 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 Wait though, what was it? What was the thing that you were, you were doing like, you were doing fake trolling for all of the different lands? Like <laughs> we were pretending that she had a Twitter account, and when when the when the people went on a, on a ride, she would just Twitter in like these really terrible ways. But it was all more like jokes. So right, yeah. like. Um, uh, uh, Matterhorn, more like it doesn't Matterhorn. <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh gosh, you were being was, hipster teens. Oh yeah, we were, and we were just killing ourselves. Oh, and we the thing dying. is, is, is Allie is such a great audience. Yeah. That Allie's like that person in the front row who doesn't stop laughing, so it doesn't matter how bad your joke is. You're just like, no, I'm killing. This is great. <laughs> haunted mansion, haunted Maryland mansions, more like it. Yeah. We, and then we started the whole thing about starting our own Disney gang. <laughs> Because there's, did you guys? I didn't know this. The social clubs. Listen, so t- listen. Don't call the them listeners. that. They're gangs. Tell the listeners what's going listeners, on. Listeners, there are, there are ruthless, <laughs> fun loving gangs. Main Street Elite. Main Street Elite. Sons of Anakin. Sons of Anakin. I'm not. I'm not. This is not a hashtag game. Those no, are real. These are real, and they were. Fucking biker vests. They wear biker vests. Now look this up, guys. <laughs> By the way, and no, I don't want to say. I'm, I'm not going to say who it is in case she doesn't want me to say. But. Yeah. There, there was a Walking Dead cast member, and I was telling her about how I had been to Disneyland the day before, and she was like, "We well, you know I'm one of the original members of Main Street Elite. I'm like, what? 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 Really? Yeah. Main Street Elite. So, yeah, and we were trying to was figure it Lauren, out. It was Lauren Cohen, I'm not right? saying who it was. We were trying to figure out the dirtiest the dirtiest name, name that would be sort of Disney related. <laughs> but you, so, so they have all these like biker kind of names. Um, and apparently there's like, but this is what I, cause I didn't even know about this until two weeks ago yeah. that they have, there's been like gang, Disney gang fights, Jangs, 
Jangs. Disney, Disney Jang. Jang. Disney Jang fights. Disney Jang fidgets. Fidgets, yeah. yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and when you said it, when Myra said it, I was like, you're making it up. And he's like, nope. And he pulls out his phone and shows me pictures. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so then. The gang, because by the way, the gangs have vests and all the vests. It's, they're basically like biker they're vests. They're like biker gangs, yeah. yeah. And then we, we started, so we started trying to find them. Because I felt like it was going to be like seeing a unicorn. And it was like a hidden I, Mickey. I got, I got unreasonably excited when I actually saw one. Because the idea, like, the thing that's sort of ridiculous to me, and I'm sure I'm going to get hated on. This is going to be weird. This has never happened before. People who don't know me or follow me on Twitter <laughs> are going to be angry and hate on me about a thing that I said. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's about time. That should finally happen for the very first time. It should be good um, for you to mm, understand that. I mean, yeah, you know, as yeah. long as you've been online, it's, ba- it's, it's nice. It's it's unfortunate that you have to deal with it this long on the internet. Of but people always being nice to me and never, like forever, and never ever. saying anything. Yeah, like everything yeah, you say is great, and that you're not weird. dumb for any reason. They're right. not trying to correct you. Yeah, and they loved all the characters that you've played. And yeah, so sure. on and so forth. Um, yeah. uh, always, uh, everyone. I've never seen someone misspell your. No, nope, uh, ever. ever. Not even, not even once. Not one um, time. Uh, but the idea that you would take like this. Happy, delightful, joyful, childlike, wonderful escape to this magical world and turn it into a fucking bunch of gangs that are like rejects from the warriors. <laughs> it's just like like juggalos look at these people and are like, you guys are lame. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Um, now, I would like to say I think the gangs are a fine idea. You are you are the worst panderer in the world. Oh, you're so right when you say that. <laughs> okay, so we see one, and I'm I'm super fucking excited. And then later we saw another. We saw a pair together. Yeah. You you're gonna but, get the shit kicked out of you on Main Street one of these days. You're gonna go to that bathroom that's right between Tomorrowland and the fucking Main Street. Yeah, and there's gonna and be just a couple gonna be, of just oh, gonna... that's the Sons of Anakin's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I've I've got protection from uh um uh, uh, the train. Pullers oh, from the sh- Duck Warriors come out and play. <laughs> Duck Warriors. That is the best I could come up with. Star, Star, Warriors. Star Warriors. So we were trying to come up with what would be the dirtiest name for a Disney gang, but that kind of sounds like, you know, like it's like it could legitimate, legitimately work. Like it wouldn't be. Right. Be, so I my suggestion was Bear Country, <laughs> but Matt won. Yeah, Matt, Matt's the, was even better. It's the train pullers, the train pullers, and everyone's a train puller. <laughs> and uh, you got a vest that has the Disney train on it. it says train pullers on your denim vest. <laughs> and it's a gang a that you time. get. Of course, you get, jumped, gang of you get jumped into the gang. <laughs> you get pulled into the gang. Yeah. <laughs> what about Sploosh Mountain? <laughs> This is no, that's, that's a little dirty. dirty. That's too dirty. The point was that it couldn't oh. be dirty. Point it is had that to it's like, like it just had to like fly, mm. fly below the radar. Yep. Um, Chris, would you was like it... to be jumped into the train pullers? <laughs> no. Oh well. Are you sure? Yeah. There's enough of us here to put you in. <laughs> well, <laughs> we could do it right now. I'll do it if I get to be the caboose. <laughs> okay. Oh no, uh, that's not how it works. <laughs> you had to think about that first. Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. The caboose has a couple around the front. <laughs> <laughs> but that was an insanely fun day. You know, Ann and I were up like way past our bedtimes, and we were driving home. We were so tired. We were like, this is this was a great day. It was like, really it was fun. Re- it was really fun. And even if we hadn't been like doing. All the crazy Disneyland bullshit we did. Just like the group of us hanging out together yeah. was insanely fun. Yeah, it was a good group. It was a good group of funny humans. Yeah. And, uh, and just sort of running around the park. 
causing uh, non-gang related anarchy. Non- no, uh, yes. was uh, it was, was great. We destroyed you twice in the cars ride. Oh, that's right. Not we fair. did. We won twice in the cars ride. Radiator Springs. I, I, uh, I, I, I beat you twice in the Buzz Lightyear yeah. shooty game. But then I think you crushed me in the Toy Story, Toy Story game. game. Yeah, Toy yeah. Story Midway Mania. That is the fucking best. Yeah, it's more fun than it has a right to be. Yeah, it's and, and apparently there are like there are game hacks. Yeah, we there learned that there's there are, there are ways that you can. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they're hacks. It's it's that just if you have knowledge, yeah. like you can you can trigger conditions that will let you score mass crazy amounts of points. Yeah, hacks. No, that's not a hack. <laughs> it is no, a hack. No, because no, you're not you're not you're not altering you're not altering on the game's structure. But you're I feel not, like you're I feel like you are you are hacking the game because you know that there's a secret pattern. That will ultimately no, I, unlock. No, 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 no. Ha- hacking, like, hacking would be like I change the trigger on my gun so that it shoots more times. Yeah. and and all all you're, you're doing about... in in Toy Story is learning like it's like learning a pattern in Pac Man. That's not hacking the game. It is a little bit. Billy Mitchell didn't kill hack screen. You're, you're kill, hacking kill the screen coming up in Toy Story, guys. Guys, there's a kill screen coming up on Toy Story. Kill screen. Kill, 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 kill screen's screen. coming up on, on Toy Story. Coup. That's the name. Why do you know that? I fucking love that movie so much, but. It's like the guy that won all that money on Press Your Luck and got to keep the money because he just memorized the pattern of the whammies. And then built. And then was then, just and like, then built okay. up how, that, how it works. he figured out how it works. Yeah. And he studied a VHS tape and he just, he didn't hack anything. Do you remember when we lived in Westwood how much we loved to like put, like talk about whammies in real life? Yeah. When people would do dumb stuff and then we would like <laughs> act like. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. You got cock blocked by a freshman. Nah, meh, 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 you know, meh. what I imagine was an amazing time in our young lives in Westwood, other people probably imagine as the two most annoying people hanging around oh, yeah. in Westwood. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Basically making inside jokes. I guess that really much has changed. Right. Making, it, making inside jokes like 40 decibels higher than everyone else around yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. We were really better. just preparing ourselves for our adult lives. Yeah, which you know, most people outgrow that stuff. No, we turned. We figured out a way to make it a career. We really did. <laughs> I know. How did that happen? <laughs> oh my god! What do you? By the way, uh, it was really fun doing Larry King now, hosted by Will Wheaton. That I, was insanely fun. I uh, I think you should do that. I think I'm, you, should you know do what? I I am I'm gonna on. I I um I had so much fun interviewing you, and uh, I, I actually. I could not stop thinking about how fun it would be to interview just like people who I don't already know. Right. Uh, and like, I think it could be a great geek and sundry nerdist series. You should now do that, it. now that we're sister cousins, we should do it. We were sister cousins. <laughs> we should, you, you should do it for sure. You should absolutely do it because, uh, you're really good at it and you have a natural curiosity about things and people and, and you're a good talker. So I think you should call it this. The show should be called Wheaton. And the, the every episode should be wheat on Hardwick, wheat and Hardwick. Oh, that's <laughs> so, great. I was going to say meat and wheat. And, oh, that works too. <laughs> yeah, but I think but wheat on Hardwick is yeah. great. <laughs> like I just you know, and every you just keep it, keep the title, get a nice logo for you, coffee mug. With I like the guys. I'm on yeah. board with this vests. I could, uh, I could get a can, tor- some torso shorts. You can get some torso shorts with the logo on it. Why do you think? <laughs> Are you still bothered at all if people are shitty to you? Does it ever bother you anymore? 
No, you know what I figured out is um, I, I think a big part of it was just getting real comfortable with who I am and feeling like there was a time in my life where I was super insecure and, and I felt like I had stuff to prove. So when a random person was shitty, that part of my brain, the part of my brain where the depression lives mm-hmm. was like, oh, they know. They know for real. Everyone right. who says you're good is, is they don't, you're fooling them. But right. this guy, this, you know, j- juggalo pound at 420, he really knows. Right. Right. Um, and um, I think it's Gudgelo. <laughs> Gudgelo? Gudgelo. There, there just came, there came a point not too long ago, honestly, like, like in the last like three or four years where I just ran out of fucks to give. And it, and it just became, I was just thought like, you know, those, the, the people who are like shitty about that, they're not talking to me the way a human talks to me. They're yelling at an idea and they don't, they're, they don't, un, the people doing that don't get that I'm like, I'm a dad and a husband and a friend and a son and, and, and a and, human and a, being and, and, and a person. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm an idea. And this is, I talked about this on Twitter a few, a few nights ago. It was really interesting. Um, uh, uh, so one of my favorite shows ever is Firefly. I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's a nearly perfect series. I just love it. And I love Take the camaraderie among those, those characters. Um, I love the storytelling. I love the photography. I love Kaylee. You I mean, like, I love everything about that me. show. Um, unfortunately, Adam Baldwin's a dick. <laughs> like, he is just a, he is an epic cock monster really he is such a dick he's a bully twitter war he i had to block him on twitter because he was constantly riling people up and sending them to yell at me about stuff and and he was constantly trying to pick fights with me and when i called him out on it and then i saw him at a convention and i was like if you've got a problem with me i would really like to just talk it out so that this can stop because it's childish and stupid and he was like no man i'm just getting you attention and attention's good and people are paying attention to you and these people who follow me are idiots they do whatever i tell them to do and like you should just like don't care man attention great and i was like you know i don't want this kind of attention you sure you're supposed to be my bodyguard <laughs> yeah and i was like you know um i would just i would like it if you would stop and and he stopped for a while and then started up again like even worse and then he like went after my wife yeah, yeah. and 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 i was just like you know this is a great exercise for me in separating an actor from a character because I love Firefly, and I think Jane's a great character. I love that Jane has this wonderful, kind heart, and that when push comes to shove, Jane will act like he's going to take the money and betray his, his friends, but he would never really do that. Jane would not do that. No, he wouldn't. Um, but Adam Baldwin wouldn't a second. And, and like, um, <clears throat> I had to sort of learn, like, all right, so people who are like yelling at me about a thing or being shitty to me about a thing they have this caricature of me in their head. And I think it's possible to disagree with people and not be shitty about it. Sure. And I think it's possible to have like diametrically opposed viewpoints and not be shitty about it. It's like I mean, actually just talk things out and try to gain understanding. And if you don't agree with someone, just yeah. go, well, I don't agree yeah. with that, but that's my opinion. Good day. But there is a particular type of person who gets on the internet and just like kind of spends a lot of time like just being shitty to people. Well, like just like yelling about stuff and and like and they're all working from the same script because they're all organized around the same website and it's 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 really weird. Like I just don't get what like what that adds to a life. And then 
I feel like, geez, man, my life is really good. I have a mag- I have an amazing life. I have a phenomenally privileged life. I'm lucky. I've worked very hard for Your this. wife, by the way, is the fucking coolest. And is the best person in the world. I might She's get my- her heartbeat on my arm. <laughs> She's so awesome. Let's all do it. Let's get in. <laughs> Let's heartbeat. go get the Anne heartbeat tattoos. <laughs> Tijuana spring break. <laughs> Woo. Um, Another but- Anne heartbeat tattoo, my friend. <laughs> but, but oh. You want the uh, Anna Corazon? <laughs> um, so, but, but, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's a big thing, right? Like she's a big part of my life and it's amazing. I have wonderful children. Anna and I went through a lot of adversity with her ex-husband being a shit and, and, and just like, I love my life where it is. And when someone's like really fucking shitty at me like that about some random thing, I'm like, man, if this is like how you choose to spend your day, if this is like that person's life is not very awesome. And I can be annoyed by them. I can block them. I can occasionally mock people and, and focus attention on someone who's really shitty and thinks there's not going to be any consequences for it. But I can still be empathetic and just think like, you know, that sucks. Yeah. And it's not about me. It's about them. And this is a very long way of saying that there was a time where I just figured out this isn't about me. This is about that person who's being a jerk. And I just... You know, I can spend all my time going someone's wrong on the internet or I can just turn it off and walk away. It's not always easy. When you're the don't be a dick guy, people are constantly trying to catch you being a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and that happens. There's times where I'm just like, there's times where I'm a dick. Um, and uh, there's, we were, Ann and I were walking into Staples Center a couple of nights ago to go to a hockey game. And there's these people that, that don't work for the Kings. They don't work for Staples Center. They're like, hey, come sign up for the timeshare things, right? And the yeah. guy walks in front of me and stops me as I'm trying to get in. And I'm trying to go in, right? And security's just taken a thing away from me. Um, I had this like little screwdriver on my keychain, and they were like really lame about like that's a weapon and you have to take it away. And I was like annoyed by it. And and on the way in, we had walked by like those like screaming judgmental religious people mm-hmm. um, and who were just really awful. And this guy stands in front of me, and I just fucking yelled at him. He was like, do you come and sign up? And I just was like, I was five inches from him. And I just yelled, no, get out of my fucking way. Whoa. Right? And then, and, and Anne was like, you can't do that. Like, you really embarrassed me. That was, that was shitty. And like, don't be that way. And I'm like, I know I did. I lost it for a second, you know, and I try real hard to be a good person. And I try really, really hard to be kind and empathetic and all that. But I am also human. And every now and then I fuck up and I felt so bad about it. Like I, I, halfway through the second period, I walked out to go like find the guy and apologize. Did you find him? No, nah, he had left. Oh, um, but maybe he'll leave me alone for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> don't go near that kid. He's a dick. I went. But to that's the... a don't be a dick guy. <laughs> I know. It doesn't I know, make sense. Weird. I, I went to the season seats guys and I was like, "This really sucks." And they were like, "Yeah, everybody complains about it, but it's a they have a contract with the building and we can't do anything about it." Oh, oh wow. yeah, which is kind of a drag. But on the upside, you got season seats. I do. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, every, th- every minor annoyance in my life is a first-world problem. Is the rabble <laughs> disturbing you on the way to your hockey throne? Oh, God, he made eye contact with me. Oh, I'm sorry if your Stanley Cup champion King's season tickets aren't keeping you away from this timeshare, guy. <laughs> how's, uh, Go Bruins! How's, uh, Are Gretzky you going to the game on Tuesday? Year? They're coming to town on Tuesday. Are you going? I didn't even know they were coming to town. How's, wow, uh, big Bruins fan over here. How's Luke Robitaille playing these days? <laughs> So okay, so you, you're joking because you know because he's been retired. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so check this out. At this game, there were guy, two guys behind us who were so drunk 
that Ann and I, Ann and I made, I was like, I bet that they get 86 before the end of the first period. And Ann was like, yeah, I'll take that bet. And I'm like, no, no, you have to bet against me. <laughs> it's like, no fun if we're on the same side. Um, this guy uh, spilled about half his beer down the back of my seat. And uh, uh, like was, uh, people around us were complaining. This guy was so drunk. He was like, he was convinced that Gretzky was the captain of the team and that they needed to hurry up and get the puck to Gretzky. <laughs> Wow. So the guy next to me, he and I started talking really loudly about how we couldn't believe that Barry Melrose was keeping Gretzky on the bench because <laughs> the Blackhawks were killing us. And they better hurry up and put him in. <laughs> the guy behind us, so just so out of they ended up they ended up taking him out and we were like, this guy, like, make sure he doesn't go get in a car and stuff. Like they were these guys were like falling down drunk. But the guy was totally yelling about Gretzky and I, at the end I was like, Man, I can't believe they eighty six the guy before Gretzky skated a single shift. <laughs> <laughs> so so did they put Gretzky in? They never did, and oh. I think he really would have made a difference. That's too bad. He was excited. Yeah. It was I his mean, first just... game over from the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, come on, you idiot. Gretzky plays for the Blues. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you moron. You don't know hockey. You don't know shit about <laughs> hockey. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I am... Uh, I, this may sound not believable, but it's the truth. I am largely uncomfortable now when people are like, so you're the voice of the nerds, or you're the king they of it. I'm the, like, they say the same. Please thing don't to me, say that. I'm like, don't do that. Please I don't, don't say that. I'm I like, don't. <laughs> I didn't. I know it seems like I asked for that, but I didn't. I just wanted to make a career out of a bunch of shit that I liked, and I didn't ask for that. And please don't. Every time somebody comes, hurt up, me. comes up to me and says that, I'm like, no, no, no. You need to go talk to Chris Hardwick. He's no, don't do that. <laughs> well, it's funny because when people, I always get the nerd geek question. Yeah, and I say, What's well, your, what do you say? What's your answer? My answer is this: I, I know that they are. I know that they are different. I, I know that they are of different uh, uh, etymological origin, yeah. and I know that they mean different things. Yeah. and I know that a geek was a circus freak, and a nerd was a Susian thing. Yeah, but uh, but I always say, look, I think it's kind of regional at this point. And when I was growing up, nerd is what the word that we used in the region I was growing up in. And I said, ultimately, I think we're all saying the same thing. But if you ask one, they will always say the other is the weaker class. <laughs> right. Is it like soda and pop? It's like soda it's and sort pop. Of like that? Yeah. The but way- but it but I do think, you know, some people say that they think geeks are more pop culture obsessed and nerds are more are, are more tech savvy. And uh, I've heard I and totally I've heard the reverse. No, I completely disagree with you, that. You you identify as geek and I identify as nerd, but I but I always say, Well, I think we're ultimately just saying the same thing. I think I think they're completely interchangeable. I think so. I mean, I, I, I don't like I sometimes identify as a nerd and sometimes identify as a geek. Uh, but like what I what I have said um, uh, is that being a nerd or being a geek, it's not about what you love. It's about the way you love it. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So like you and I love like mystery science theater. Yes. In a way that someone probably loves the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And I But the Dallas not, Cowboys not, never had a lemur and, and <laughs> on a boat after they just blew up a and, and, island of dinosaurs. And, and and not only do I not like football, I actively dislike the Dallas Cowboys. So like that doesn't mean that like we're a weird kind of nerd and they're like a weird kind of nerd. We're nerds for different things, right? right? Like we love this stuff, we live it, we find other people who love it the way that we love it and we talk about it and and 
There's people who are nerdy for reality TV and there's people who are nerdy for science. There's people who are nerdy for like, uh, you know, modding things or 3D printing. Now, the Sith nerds would be very angry to hear that because I think like they would feel that these words, these terms, first of all, are labels and that these labels are being misappropriated. Uh, and yeah, that... fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they never said about the, about the Empire. You know, just fuck those guys. And they just went on with their. Yeah. Wait a minute. We have a lot to do. No, I want to shoot guys. you with my lightning hands. No, fuck you. Girl. No, get out. Oh. Eat a dick. All right, Darth, you drive. <laughs> Show me one Sith who talks normal. <laughs> <laughs> do you are, are you ever are you worried that it's that that, that these these definitions are becoming too uh, diluted, watered down? No, any of that. No, I'm glad care. to hear you say that. I don't care at all. I mean, like. Uh, this 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 style of questioning comes up a lot. Of course, because I it, get it too. So I'm curious yeah, to hear what and you it, think. And it, and it comes up. It seems like the more mainstream and outlet I'm talking to, the farther away from understanding on the issue they are. Yeah. And uh, I I think that one, um, just because someone is like. Oh, I'm a total nerd man. I've seen like all the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make what I'm nerdy for any less meaningful to me. Right. Right. And it doesn't, I don't, I, I, I fundamentally reject the notion of a fake geek girl or fake geek guy or whatever. I think it's just, I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, another way to sort of create uh, like uh, an it's elitist like, hierarchy. It, well, of, and it's also a way of be, being like a gatekeeper for something. Yes, because... You don't, oh, can I be the key master? No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say yes, but he's the king of the nerds. So Shut up, I'm, I'm not! I'm sorry, he completely... The king he, of anything! He out, he totally I'm the out, king of shut the he, fuck he, up! He totally outranks me. I'm really sorry. No, I'm not. I, I, you fucking outrank me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I remember when you started Nerdist and we started Geek and Sundry, a couple of media outlets were like, oh, it's going to be a Nerdist Geek and Sundry uh, war. And I called up Chris and I was like, I just want to be clear. It's like us against the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be really clear on this. Like, it, it doesn't, right? We're, we're this thing that they're trying to make. And I was like, shut up, Geek. And I hung up. And I, oh, I know. And I was like, well, you're the king. I guess I got to No, I'm said. not at all. You are because you host the Larry King show. <laughs> I was, no, no, I was a, king, I was a king's thing. God damn it. <laughs> But I, but I often, uh, you know, it, it, this idea of acceptance, I think, is important because, you know, I, I, I think the dark way to go with it, you know, there's a crossroads, I think, that happens when, when you're young and you're into stuff that's fringy to other people and they don't really understand it and you sort of get ostracized and, you know, your friend group is basically all of the, basically all the, the, the fat off the steak that gets shoved into one bin, you know, like right. the, the social the social trimmings, right? Yeah. Uh, just and which so you, all fall yeah, into chess club. You can right. render that down for a nice sauce. <laughs> all right, Thanks, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan Ramsay. <laughs> oh, uh, so I'm not going to let this joke go. No, I'm going to keep Joe? just go. Go, let it Joe. Go. Yeah, I'm going to keep just go, Joeing. Go, Joe. All right. Uh, but I love uh, that Frozen song. Let it Joe. But I think there's a crossroads <laughs> where it's like that Jimi Hendrix song. Hey, go. <laughs> the, the band okay, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, he was great at guitar. Remember? <laughs> we. Um, I think the crossroads is. You know, a great if, movie starring Ralph Macchio. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so I just offended a lot of Rastafarians. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's better. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, the crossroads, I think, is 
The dark side of it is you get super protective and super fine. Well, if that's your turf, this is my turf, and yeah. I don't want anyone on my turf. And I don't want anyone who is associated, who, I, who people might associate with my turf. So, like, for people who don't like us, they're like, no, those guys aren't real nerds. I don't want them. This is what it really means to be. Yeah. Like, no one can really say what, you know, like, your way is not the way. And you can't really say. And fuck well, you, you, you could do. as the king because you wrote no, the nerdest I, way. Will now yeah, will I'm getting very uncomfortable. In charge of who's the gatekeeper or the keyman? No, yeah. I'm not. That's you're basically, basically you're a, a fury you're like Zool. you're basically Jozer the Josarian <laughs> <laughs> of I, the Josbusters. So, so <laughs> I love those guys. I um I, I, so one of the things that I think is important that that we have to keep in perspective is that like. We're in our forties. We've like <laughs> speak for yourself. We're, we're super comfortable in who we are. Like we know. Speak for we've, yourself. We've like we 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 have lived in a world for a really really long time and gotten real comfortable in it. I, I think that twenty year old me would not feel as like sanguine about it as I or sanguine um, as <laughs> as I as Thank I you. feel as I feel now because there that is. The way that I remember, and it's it's a long time ago now, but the way that I remember it is that part of that that like leveling experience through teens and early twenties is kind of like identifying yourself with a certain social group and a certain sure. and a certain bunch of of interests and and sort of like having rivals so that you can right like Holmes needs a Moriarty right like that's you have to like kind of figure that stuff out and I. But I watched my kids. Just don't let Moriarty be aware that he's on the Enterprise because he will oh, fuck man, things. He will fuck up. everything up. <laughs> Jesus, why does anybody go in the holodeck in the first place? That thing is so fucking dangerous, and it's full of cum. <laughs> um, <laughs> Poor guy has to mop the holodeck. It's probably Mott. Uh, the yeah. barber has to. Yeah, mop boy, his I tell you what. Whoever had to, whoever had to use the holodeck after Wesley had a bad day. Got a hose uh, out. Oh. You know, actually, the entire holodeck was yellow. Uh, just when cum got on it, reacted black. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it was. That's why it's that's a grid pattern. Yeah. Good lord, uh, what happened in here, <laughs> Riker? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was Riker. Riker did it. Uh, anyway. Uh, Wesley? No, hold on just a minute. I, I can't stand up yet. Uh, no, I'm just going to sit here. Nope, I can't get up yet. Oh, I'm going to cramp. Uh, it's weird. I, no, I'm fine. Wesley, we're beaming uh, you directly to sick bay. Uh, Tokyo baseball, Tokyo baseball, Tokyo baseball. <laughs> Mom! Um, that's making it worse. So I. What um, about that alien girl that took human form? <laughs> oh, yeah, she was great. Um. Uh, true story. Um, I got to kiss the, her name was Jamie Hubbard and I got to kiss her and I didn't know that she was 24 and I was 14 and I bet that was really weird for her. Wow. Uh, oh. I didn't know that until years later. I just figured that she was a teenager too. I didn't know. She was really, really super nice. Yeah. Um, Sexiest. Uh, uh, but, but I, the way that I remember it is that like we kind of had to have tribes and we had to have teams. And part of the thing that we went through being young and weird was that we kind of earned Rocky horror and we kind of earned like star Wars revivals back then. And we earned mystery science theater. Well, I think, I think what you're saying stuff. is because you had to go out of your way to find it. Yeah. You, and- it wasn't just, Readily available. These kids today. Well, I'm, one of my favorite ever Nerdist podcasts is the Rob Zombie podcast from a really long time ago. Really? He, I love it. It's super. If you're a person who makes stuff, 
that is one of like listening to him talk about making stuff is so inspiring and and like and validating and one of the things he talked about was like you need to get out of your place you know like you need to leave your town and go someplace and find other people and get together and do things with them and counterintuitively the internet makes it real easy for you to stay in your little town because you can find those people online and and different creative collaborations happen when you're with people in person and when you're with people like you know on the internet or or whatever um but i watched my kids as they were you know going through their teens and 20s and they didn't really have that same sense of like this is my thing that's the other person's thing right it was just like i like this stuff you know those people like this thing that i don't like i don't fucking care Mm -hmm. that's what i kept that's what i saw with them and they are like sort of my two portals into their generation um but i wonder if things have just maybe changed because people can interact with a really diverse group of people online all the time and you don't have to like if you're going to identify with like loving nerdy things if you don't have to really go through the crucible that we had to go through and if the things that we love like it was a big deal when we got a superhero movie back in the early 80s and now marvel puts out a fucking fantastic one every single year and like if it's become such a big part of like mainstream culture if like it's just made it it's it's more inclusive for everyone regardless of how they identify as a nerd or a jock or a stoner or like you know an academic overachiever or whatever that it's just like kind of like part of the culture don't you forget <laughs> about me. if that's true Tell like if that's alone. if that's really the way that it has gone if things have kind of kind of come out sort of like blurred into this like multi-culture of like, yeah, we love, we all love stuff. And who fucking cares if you love a thing I don't love? I don't care. Like if that's actually happened, I don't see how that's bad. No, it's and I don't, bad. and I don't see how it threatens the things I just, we love. I just think that people lack the ability to tr- I mean, like I think we're going through a period in as much as I think we'd like to pat ourselves on the back. Like we're so, like the internet's made everyone so connected and open-minded. I find that people. I don't are, think it's made people open-minded at all. No, the opposite. I think, yeah, I it's think it's, it's very it's tribal. Just, it's just it's just made the, the the size of your epistemic closure is slightly larger. Than I feel it like was I feel like I feel like in the pre-internet era, if someone was like, "I like this thing," you didn't like that thing, you might be like, "Oh, okay, well, I think that's dumb, but whatever." But now it's. You know, I will burn your fucking house. Like it's just yeah. like an all it's like caps. The internet is populated by Disney gangs. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is. You know, like I I think it'd be nice if people really tried to understand each other instead of trying to burn and salt the earth. Yeah, like to burn to burn everything down and and you know like. I will kill you forever a million times just to prove you know because yeah. in as much as I think. The internet has created a local community. It's basically localized the planet. Yeah. Uh, it's also because of the way that we interface with it in general. It's I find it to be very isolating yeah. because you are yes you are connecting with people and you know like oh there's you know a million other people who collect chess sets who like Civil War chess sets who collect that I can connect with all these other people instead of you know having to figure out how to connect with those people through a weird piece of periodical literature when I was younger. But now, you know, you're still you are interacting with them. But we're but inter- I, I think there's still a vetting process, though, for the people that I choose to let like close to me. I mean, isolating. Like, you know, they need they need to know. Like, I have a few friends, and if someone is friends with with them, I know that's an awesome person who I I'm going to really enjoy kind of being around. 
And when I was younger, that wasn't the case because I think we tolerated dicks more than, you know, than we, than we do as, as, you know, older. And I think the same thing sort of happens online where like there's, you know, people develop reputations on forums and, and sort of develop reputations on different, you know, across social media and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if there's like a Twitter account that a bunch of my friends are following for whatever reason, I'm like, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe this is a person who's actually worth my time. Um, and it doesn't, it, it, it's the human algorithm. <laughs> it's still, you know, it's still like not, I don't think that it's a substitute for like getting together and being in person and doing no, stuff. No, because I, I feel like you can still, and I wonder if other people find this to be true, that you can be interacting with people online all day long and at the end of the day still feel alone. That's absolutely true. When I'm on location and I'm, you know, I, I, I can get on, on, uh, FaceTime or Skype and I can talk to my wife and my kids and I can see my dogs and I can like uh, log in uh, to uh, uh, forums and talk to my friends and you know everybody even I, I was in Germany last year and Germany. I was able to just I was in I was I was in Germany and, and and I was uh, talking with Anne on Skype like we were in separate rooms of the house but when I had to go go to work or she had to go somewhere, um, I felt lonely and I and I I missed her and I missed my house and I mean I think that's yeah I think that you can still be you can be connected with people in the way that you're like you know I don't know making stupid meme jokes on Reddit or Imager or whatever or you're like uh, you know playing uh playing hashtag games on 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 twitter or something like that but when you close the laptop you're still alone in a dark room yeah and i think that that you know it 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 that that feeling kind of continues and and it's it's at least for me i can only speak for myself maybe there's there's a person for whom this doesn't hold true but for me i feel like it's not a substitute for human contact um, but the discussion we're having about, you know, the humanizing or dehumanizing effect is effectively the same conversation that people started having, like when the telegraph rolled out <laughs> <laughs> and when the telephone became a thing. And I saw this great picture of, of people looking at smartphones uh, on a train and nobody was looking at another person and the caption was something like, you know, this technology is really dehumanizing us. And then immediately beneath it is a black and white photo of businessmen on a train in like 1940 and they're all reading newspapers. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's smartphones, just like a tiny newspaper. I think that ultimately what, like just what, what is really important <laughs> is just, you know, when it comes, all that comes back to like whatever the culture is that you love, I think instead of being a gatekeeper, it is a better choice and better for everyone to, in concerned to be like an ambassador and be a guide and like be welcoming and bring people into whatever the culture is. Because whatever the culture is that you love, somebody helped you get into it. Yeah. Like somebody sort of walked you around it and, and, and kind of like, like made it, gave you like, gave you their level walkthrough, you know? There's so many like weird frown ambassadors though that will literally, I, I think the most pathetic thing you can do is consume something that you hate so that you can shit on it and be mad at it. Yeah, it is the get, saddest, most like, 
I mean, I don't like things. I just avoid them. Right. I don't use it as a vessel to channel my rage. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sure going to watch this. I don't watch the Kardashians just so I can go on Kardashian boards and be like, this fucking show. It's like, I just oh, don't. Oh, yeah, but Kardashian is great. <laughs> Kardashian? Kardashian. Guys, this two-part episode of Star Trek is very, it features the Kardashians. No, the Kardashians. Uh, no, they no. kidnap Picard. Keeping up with the Kardashians. What? Yeah. Where they go meet uh, uh, Bruce Jannar. Oh, yes, <laughs> Jannar, and of course Lando Calrissian <laughs> <laughs> in in the epic mashup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it. Um, I saw a really funny Tumblr today that it's uh, uh, mashups of, of famous people's faces, the top half and the bottom half, and they all have pun names. And the only one that I can remember right now is. Um, I can't remember. It's uh, so that's not the only one you it's can not remember. The only, I can't remember any of them. It's an MC. Oh, M M&M and MC Hammer. <laughs> the top is M M&M and M's face, and the bottom is MC Hammer's face. But they're like all they're put together in a way that makes them sort of like, uh, like it makes it look like like it's 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 one person. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, uh, and then there was the, there was one that was uh, the top face. The top of it is is Bill Gates, and the bottom is Buffalo Bill, and it's. Uh, uh, Buffalo Bill Gates. <laughs> it's really funny. I can't. I what, what's what's the name of it? Oh God, I can't remember what it's called. But it's just like uh, it's it's. So, oh, shoot, I don't remember. I'm trying to bring up something today that I loved. Uh, that I wanted to show you. Oh, it is delightful. If yeah. Bring up what I think you showed you a. I was. Your Instagram is one of my favorite things because, what? Like, well, yeah, because it's like you get to meet all of our heroes and, and I just see these pictures of you with all these heroes and you look like I am a professional and I am good at my job. And I know that inside you're doing fucking cartwheels. I'm shitting like, my pants. Yeah. 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 That happens to me. I mean, just in terms of like being a spoiled nerd kid. Nerd King, you mean? No, kid. I said kid. Nerd God king? damn it. I'm pretty sure you said king. No, I said Did kid. Did you hear that? The, Chris was, Harbour keeps going on and on about said, I am the yellow king. king. It was kid. Yeah, he did. Uh, and so um, it is, is, having to, <laughs> is having to compose myself yeah. because so many times I'm lucky enough that I get to meet these people. Uh, did, you, did, you get, did you interact at all with the story that I wrote about when I, I met Henry Rollins? Uh, no. Um, so I was working on an audio book, uh, at a studio up in Burbank and it was the end of the day and I'm walking out through the lobby and there's a guy sitting at, uh, at a, at the, the, it's, it's a, it's like a little, it's a little bar. It's not like a, not like an alcohol bar, but it's just like, like, a, you know, a, a bar, yeah. like it's a table built into the wall and he's reading on an iPad and he's looking down as I walk past him, I see he's got this black flag tattoo on the back of his neck. And it's really cool, and it's like it's old. Like this dude is old school Black Flag fan, and I fucking love Black Flag. And I I walked by and I said I said I love your Black Flag tattoo. I've been trying to talk myself into one. And he looks up at me and he goes, "What?" And I go, "Oh my God, you're Henry Rollins." <laughs> and I felt all the blood just vanish from my body. Right. Like I felt like I was simultaneously like sinking into the ground and like, like kind of floating out through my skin, which had suddenly ceased to contain my body. And I said to him, uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. People do this to me sometimes and it makes me feel really awkward and weird and uncomfortable, but, and I'm going to do it to you and I'm sorry, but 
your work means so much to me. I, when I was in drama school, I read all of your books and I turned them into monologues and I made this emotional connection to the things you wrote and get in the van and see a grown man cry and now watch him die. And I, need to stop talking but I can't and it make you were you like I it was I felt like I was there with you and uh I'm I'm sorry but uh my name's Will and I and I shook his hand and he goes hi I'm Henry and I was like I know and I was like and and I just said and your your music means so much to me and just I can't believe that I get to meet you because I can draw a straight line between work you did and work I do now and I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's like there's, there's not a lot of people who are at this level of I lose my fucking mind when I met them. Not because, oh, I like your work, but like you were a massive influence on me and a huge part of like he was a huge part of why I became a writer because I wanted to write like him. And, and, I, and I just like went, you know, I basically just vomited yeah. You know, nerd at Spoo all over him. <laughs> and and I was like, I need to stop talking and I'm going to leave now. Uh, and he sat there like very patiently and kind of like listened to me. And, and I was like, Henry Rollins is going to punch me in the face. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and he was very nice and very patient. And I turned to leave and the door won't open. <laughs> so I, I basically walk into the door and I'm like, uh, and I pull on the door and it won't open. And I push on the door and it won't open. Cause I've completely forgotten that you have to push a button on the wall to mm-hmm. let, to release the door. So I'm standing there after I've been like, ah, ah, uh, 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 and I'm pulling the fucking melting door. at the doorway. Yeah. And somebody back in the room's like, you got to push a button. I'm like, Oh, that's right. This is really embarrassing. <laughs> I just like could not get out of there fast enough. Did did you, did you let him say anything? No, <laughs> no, That's I should have. Story, but I couldn't, man. Like I, I couldn't. Like imagine, imagine if like twenty year old us had gotten to meet Joel Hodgson or Bob Saget or uh, like. Like, who else was a huge, huge, huge influence on us back then? Well, like, yeah, because uh, well, just for younger people who don't know. We loved. We watched all the young comedian specials when we were kids. Yeah, and Saget's stand up on that one young comedian special was so fucking. It was flawless. Super fast and super like and super whoa, dirty. Super and dirty. And you were the guy who got me to watch Saget. You yeah, were, you were like, you ever, you ever like we had known each other for about three months, and you were like, you ever seen Bob Saget? And I was like, that guy. And you were like, no, dude, you got to see this. And I think you had the videotape in your car. Super fast, super funny, super dirty. Yeah. Uh, and so, or emo, emo yeah. Phillips, or who I did meet at at. Uh, uh, you met Emo. I did uh, because he's married to somebody I was in a show with, and and I can't remember who it was right now, and I'm embarrassed about that. But I was like, yeah, I can't. I was like, I can't even talk to you. I was like, you're amazing, and I thank you, and I couldn't even do it, you know. But it's the difference between, wow, I like your work, or I love that band, mm-hmm. right? And this person created a thing that forever changed the course of my life. Which is like a thing that, I mean, that's a thing that happens. I meet people who tell me that about Star Trek or they tell me that about just a geek or something that I said on one of my stupid podcasts or some dumb blog post I read or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to take credit for that. You know, like maybe, maybe I made you think about it. Like I, I made it possible for you to think about a thing in a way you hadn't thought of before, but like you did all the work, you know, like you did the thing. 
Um, you shouldn't deflect, by the way. I know, but it's Do you know really... why? Because if someone is... If Henry Rollins said to you, like, oh, yeah, no, that's not... Because you, you want to make sure that if someone had a special experience like that, that you're not diminishing... I mean, they're basically... When someone says that to you, they're giving you a gift of, like, yeah, I know. this it was a very out. important thing to me. And if you deflect it in a way where you're trying to not be like, oh, no, I'm nobody, don't, you know, yeah. it basically can... It invalidates. It invalidates yeah. the experience that yeah. they have. I, so I, I know, so I know it's that. always good to... I think it's good to be like, that's really sweet. I really appreciate that. Because, you know, I, I, you can do that in a non-cocky way and not be like, that's right. You know, you can be like, I really appreciate that. I think it's important to go, you know, you're right. I am fucking amazing. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> just like take your pants off and yep. jerk and off then, around, yep, all the way around the corner. Get in the old helicopter. Woo! <laughs> just jerking off. <laughs> All just jerking off. Yep. Uh, I love those tiny little pickles, the jerkins. Yeah, the yep. Uh, but anyway, I've totally hijacked what you were going to show me on your phone. But but it was that I, I wanted to I I wanted to call you like right after it happened because I was like, you'll get this. Oh, I do get it a lot. I mean, in terms of meeting people, and and I and I think I'm better composed. I mean, I've gotten good at just because I've done it so much. I've gotten good at. Just sort of like mashing it down. Mm. And you also it. have a job as a host to like, you got to put them at ease and not be like, you can't be that. If I go to do an interview with someone and they're like, I'm a fanboy. And I'm like, oh no. Still happens sometimes. I, yeah. I, I felt like, you know, um, Cleese was really great. Yeah. Uh, and we went to Martin Short's house and podcasted him. And that was. I didn't know, I didn't know you were at his house. Yeah. And oh that, my God. And that was. Um, that I felt myself like very gingerly tethered to, like it was. I I could feel myself almost, yeah. You know, and, and I think I did a couple times. And yeah. he was very sweet. Uh, Matt wasn't there because his iCal didn't update properly. I didn't, oh, find, out. I didn't find wow. out that that podcast happened until I checked his Instagram. Yep. Man, <laughs> I was know, like, oh, should, ah, come on. Listen, I uh, so, I, ch- I check Chris's Instagram every morning just to see if there's see a thing that I, so I, that I, I missed. Think, yeah. You know, on, on the one hand, I look at my Instagram feed and I, and I kind of go like, oh, I'm a sycophantic piece of shit. But I think part I don't of, get that out of I, it at all. I, I think part of it is that I genuinely appreciate. Every minute of it. Inter- I mean, like, I, I still can't believe. Oh, I still can't to. believe it. You, you, as a matter of fact, privately, after we did the John Cle- Cleese podcast, uh, we, you know, all dispersed as we do. We go to our Nerdist pods in separate yeah. parts of the country. <laughs> of course, right, yeah. So you can't destroy the podcast. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, yeah, you're not, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be on the same place. Yeah. You got to get away. Yeah, I understand. We're like the Coke recipe. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Chris, as he's done in the past, you know, very, it happens rarely, but there'll be a moment like Chris sent the picture of uh, all of us with Cleese, but right before he did that, he goes, our lives are so fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, like they just are. to take a second and just go. Yeah, take that in. Just think yeah. about what's happening. It is like it's it's, 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 it's it, it absolutely. Is, it is really it is really weird in a in a wonderful in a wonderful way. And it you know it is. It be, I, I think that's why it's good to start to have success later and fuck up a lot when you're young because yeah, otherwise so you, you don't appreciate it. Right. And, and I and I remember all those times where I wished. That I could, you know, like, oh, my God, I would love to just meet that person or I would love to be working on something or I'd love to work with that guy or that lady or this person and this or this thing or be associated with this thing. And so, you know, that's why, you know, that's why people are like, you, you're fake excited about everything. I'm like, no, I'm genuinely excited because 
I know what the alternative is. I, you know, I, I, I bump up against people saying that about you every now and then, and it comes from like, I'm like, okay, you clearly don't know Chris, <laughs> because like, Chris's fundamental settings are excited and really fucking excited. There's just no. There's no that's that's amusing to me that that, that sort of happens. Yeah, but you got to but you know, really know but, but well, I understand yeah. where it comes from though. Like I guess I probably wouldn't believe it either if I weren't me. Like if I saw someone I'd be like, "Oh, that guy's probably full of shit." Cuz I don't know, it's m- most people's setting is not like super excited about stuff and Matt'll tell you, I get bummed out a lot about stupid shit and I chew his ear off about it. Yeah, but he also can appreciate the craziness of like this gig that we have doing this podcast and meeting all these people and getting genuinely excited about a lot of shit. More, I mean, it's crazy more shit than I get excited. It's about. crazy yeah. to me that in 1992, you know, we were in a shitty apartment in Westwood, yeah. laughing our asses off at uh, Ren and Simpy and Mystery Science Theater, and we still get to do shit like that. But now it's kind of our jobs. Yeah, that's crazy, and yeah. it's incredible that we both because. You know, there were periods where we didn't talk much, not for any bad reason. It's just like our lives our just lives pulled us apart. Ways, yeah. But it's still like there was this rubber bandy thing where it pulled us apart and then like sort of like we met back. And it's like, this was my journey. This is my journey. Holy shit. Yeah. We kind of had these slightly different paths, but here we are doing the same shit. Like that to me is amazing. And I'm really proud of it. Like it's super cool. I mean, it's, yeah. it's great when your friends all kind of like you kind of grow off and see what their mutant powers yeah, are like do you know how delightful it is to me that like will i consider you a friend of mine and and just the delight in will uh sending will wheaton a text that is a gif of himself on star trek the next Jeff. generation from my phone generation <laughs> there's so much delight in that for me <laughs> that i had preloaded right. it was the That's last right. gif i had sent Jeff. and i was like <laughs> <laughs> You you sending that to me and me looking at it and then I was like, holy shit! Like my life is so fucking weird. I'm a a thing I did is a thing people send each other on their phones. Yes, and my friend just said to me. So I I I, I will say that um, I think it's I, I I think that it's safe to say that we. We have we have really fucked the snake out of the cage. <laughs> please see, please see. First, first Will Wheaton Nerdist podcast at Smodcastle. Oh, wow. I don't remember what episode that was, but it was Holy back in there. Shit. It might be in like the 40s or something. I don't know when it's, it was. Yeah, there's only two digits in that podcast. I, like I know that. 52 for some reason. I feel like that's it. No, no way to find out, I nope. guess. Ah, oh, too bad. By the way, you you a lot of the earlier episodes of the podcast are no longer available on iTunes because iTunes will only log the last like 300 episodes. Yeah. But if people go to nerdist.libsyn yeah. l-y-b-s-y-n dot com slash r-s-s for now or just nerdist.libsyn.com yeah. you, you can get the uh, you can get all the episodes there yeah. and search I'm, them uh, I'm, I'm relaunching Radio Free Burrito and finally uh, yeah well I got really busy and I just didn't yeah, have time to, I didn't have time to do it and now I really oh, this guy's so busy. And, and now I re- actually really want to do it it's part of this like over the next six months I'm doing this thing where I'm like I'm working on my stuff. I'm working on stuff for me instead of working on stuff for other people. Yeah. And I, part of that is just having a regular podcast again. And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm relaunching it. And I went and looked at it and I was like, holy shit, like my, my ability to put stuff on the internet and like manage stuff has grown so much since I was doing this podcast. Like why – why are my why isn't this on SoundCloud? Why isn't this on yeah. Libsyn? Well, this isn't even in like why you know like like I gotta get on it. <laughs> it's I mean, just I, ridiculous. I, I loved. I remember having you know 
having lunches with you and just like sitting and trying to figure out like yeah how do we make how do like, we make a thing how do we make a thing like yeah. how do we manifest you know the rest of the business doesn't seem to want us through yeah. conventional means how do we make our own you know like how do we make our this shit we're going to do anyway into the thing yeah. that supports us um i feel like I feel like a lot of the stuff that that I've spent my whole career kind of like chasing success in TV and movies, um, uh, I had this. That's I, I think I've talked to both of you guys about this like privately, but I had this sort of this this, this moment of clarity. Where I was like, you know, Hollywood just isn't that into me, and that's okay. It's just not the on camera version of me. They're just not that into. Yeah, I've got a really successful voice career. Like I'm video games and audiobooks and animation, like tons of work all the time. Um, and, uh, uh, the stuff that I do online is really successful. And I think rather than trying to like convince a bouncer to let me into a party that really doesn't want me to be there, um, I'm going to go to my, I'm going to go to the party that I'm actually on the guest list for, (laughs) (laughs) you know, with hookers and blackjack and, 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 and I'm just, and I'm just going to work on stuff for myself. And, oh, and, sorry, sir. You must be looking for the hookers in black gack party. <laughs> you mean the stuff from Nickelodeon? No, that's Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this world is confusing. Bravo. Oh, I love this world where G's have been turned upside down. And J's. It's basically Jay's just the... We don't know. We don't know if they're coming. You're gone. Uh, uh, but, but it's been this... But it's really, really cool. And like, I could be totally wrong, you know, but I feel like the 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 creative world that we that we're in is and and the creative world that people like grace and hannah are in and that hank and john are in is like we're leaning into the future and and the like the rest of the like entertainment complex is like got has to come where we are and Every time I have tried to, and this is colored by just the frustrations of working with Sci-Fi Channel, is like trying to lean back and drag these corporations into, I'm just trying to get them into fucking 1999, you know, um, that I'm actually really excited to sort of spend. So you're trying to put a site counter on there? Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to. I'm like, you guys, you really need to be in a web ring. (laughs) You really need to be in a web ring, and you need need like an embedded MIDI on your web page. Every time someone just lets me know. And and, and also, when your page isn't finished, you need this animated under construction guy to let people know that this isn't But when it is finished, what you need to have is like 20 pop-up windows. Yeah, well, that's how they know that it's there, you yeah. know, and that's a great place to put extra information. That's right. Yeah, you can um, do this on uh, Netscape Navigator. Yeah, which is yeah, it's is really crazy good. that people just launch websites and throw an under construction thing up and just go. When, this is okay. Uh, I I did that. I put that on. I put that on my blog. No, it was when I was, fun. When I, no, it was, no, no. I did that like two years ago when I, I had moved <laughs> my blog from TypePad to WordPress, and and I was like self-hosting my blog again. I was like, it's time, you know, it's time to do this and like take over this again. <laughs> so I put up a stupid under construction, and then I put up the Drudge Siren for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember why. Um, I have the every year I have this idea, and I never do it. But every year for April Fools, I want to make my website look like it's on GeoCities. Oh, you should, um, and and do all that terrible design and put probably in a lot like more a, work than it seems. I know it really well because a lot of 
the I know how to do that in strict HTML. I don't know how to do it with style sheets. Yes. And a lot of the tags that I know how to use to make things look that way have been depreciated so they won't even render in a browser anymore. Uh. Like I mean I would have to say looks best in like opera version point nine <laughs> <laughs> optimized <laughs> optimized for NCSA mosaic. <laughs> well, I think ultimately the takeaway for people is what we say a lot, which is, you know, don't don't chase as much as, you know, I think it's important to just sort of lean back, sit on your heels, don't be on your don't be on your toes reaching. I always think of it like, you know, being in water and trying to grab at a school of fish. Yeah. You know? Just sit still, figure out who you are, figure out what you like, be comfortable with that, and then, you know, see what comes out of you. And then fucking don't worry about, you know, I mean, it's good to take feedback into consideration. I mean, you're, when you're making things, you should be forming a relationship with your audience. But, you know, have an acceptable amount of, um, uh, an acceptable amount of, you know, you can disregard the mega compliments and disregard the mega insults and sort of take yeah. your sampling. You throw, throw away the outliers. And then, and then take your sampling from the middle and sort of see like, okay, well, this is working and this is not working and, you know. But uh, yeah, a, I mean, um, uh, a, a way to a, another way to look at that is you're never as good as they say, and you're never as bad as they say. Right. And and I think a really important skill for 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 makers is to figure out how to separate the useful feedback and criticism from the noise. Yeah. And that's that is not easy to do. I think um, I think the the less emotional feedback is yeah i sometimes feel like maybe the more real that can be i mean obviously if you get a ton of people yelling at you you're obviously doing something that's creating an emotional reaction yeah but if someone goes your site fucking sucks it's like okay oh no it does but if someone says like hey listen you know this is really hard to navigate this is very difficult to navigate and it would be a lot easier if you constructed a system where it's like okay well that was a very well thought out yes thank you for your constructive criticism and i should probably pay attention to that because this person is i mean it's the same as in any interpersonal like in an interpersonal relationship the points you're trying to make when you're yelling are that's not what that's you're not trying to really achieve a goal there you're just trying to make someone feel bad or you're just trying to be you're just trying to force your opinion on them as opposed to, hey, we really need to talk because this, this, and this yeah. have happened, and I'm concerned because of this, and do I need to do this, and can you do this? Like, it's, it's the reasonable criticism that I think but you I think that's a to. difference, too. Like, your, your end goal is different there, right? So, like, when you have that conversation, whether it's with a person in your life or a member of your audience or, uh, or a, a client or whatever, you, you are working to identify and resolve a problem. Right. And that's a fundamental difference from I just want to yell about a thing. Yeah. So don't be a dick. Right. Be nice to Even people. Even especially when you're the don't be a dick guy. Also, we've learned that... Um, uh, we're spoiled assholes. Yeah. And, we're, and you know what? We're also fake is, nerds. And it's, and it's also really, I, this is very important. We're extraordinarily privileged. We live, <laughs> we, are. we, we privileged. We're we privileged. live, we live life on, on John Scalzi's lowest difficulty setting. And That's we have and, very intelligent and, of you. And, and, and we have the celebrity cheat enabled. And it's, I think it's very important to remember that and not get entitled and not take things for granted. And like, don't like, don't hoard stuff, you know? And, and, uh, every time I have an opportunity to like 
help a person the way people helped me. Um, uh, I, I always try to do that because like none of us got where we were without, without other people taking a chance on us. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think it's important and, and it's not, not just, not just for us, but for other people listening to this, like it's, I think it's very, very important to just be cognizant of whatever your privilege happens to be and, and recognize that not everybody maybe has it as, as easy as, 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 you know, we did our way was, you know, we had our own version of things being hard. Well, and, and part of the problem it can be that you, you know, you get to a certain point in your teenage years and I feel like your, your ego just sort of freezes. Yeah. And it's like, that's, you, st- you know, it's easy to lose sight because in your head, you're still this teenage kid who's being excluded from everything right. because you like weird stuff. And so it's easy to get your feelings hurt. And it's also easy to forget sometimes that you're privileged because you still, you know, you still, uh, you're still that kid who's not getting picked for things. I spent most of, I spent the, my late twenties and early thirties, like apologizing to people in my life for being shitty when I was a late teenager and early 20 something, uh, because I didn't know any better when I was that age, which I think is sort of like, I think that's kind of a class feature of that particular level. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I just think that's like, you can't remove that from your build, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's on, it's on the skill tree and you have to take it so yep. that you can get to the good stuff later on. Yep. yep. <laughs> But uh, so, I, you know, in, in as much as we talk about these amazing things that we get to do, uh, we are very fortunate. Uh, but I also think we did work very hard. And, yeah. but, but I also feel like that is achievable by anyone. I mean, you take it from two people who's, quite frankly, both of us had that point where it was like, our careers are dead. Yeah. And anyone in the business would have been like, uh, oh, dead those is dead. Guys. Yeah, you dead guys is are, dead. Yeah. Can you bury the pet cemetery? Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> dead is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, could I be a punchline? No, mm. no, no. And so, you can't. You know, that's true. We're to, both to, having to res to to be able to if we if we are able to sort of resurrect these desiccated corpses of careers that we had, I feel like anyone can achieve anything they want to want to achieve. Because Except being king of the nerds, because that's you. That is not me. I loved your and TBS you need to program. Stop that! King I'm not affiliated nerds. with that in any way, and you know that. <laughs> Fucking torso shorts. Oh, I really did love it when you hosted Singel Down. I, <laughs> I loved you on Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> well, if we're all being self-referential, then points will. Ah, yes. And. Oh. Enjoy your radio free burrito. <laughs> uh, I just wish I was still doing Jadget Prawn. <laughs> Isn't it Engoy Your Burrito? It is Engoy in, in Your Burrito. Oh, I'm sorry. Burrito? Be jagged Prawn. <laughs> jagged. Jagged. You gagosh. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them. 
Up-and-coming rapper YNW Melly gained notoriety in the hip-hop world for his shocking lyrics and criminal exploits. When two of his best friends were gunned down in a drive-by shooting, investigators suspected the young rapper staged the scene. But after not one, but two trials that ended in hung juries and new evidence that may place YNW Melly at the scene of the crime, his trial has been paused indefinitely. With countless twists and turns, Law and Crime covers all angles of the case and begs the question, is this young artist the victim of a witch hunt or a silver-tongued devil who's evil to the core? Listen to Murder on My Mind exclusively and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.